Welcome to Football Hot Boys, a show where two hot seamen talk about football, finance, the early death of John Gruden, and the even earlier death of Zach Wilson. I was just dead, dead ass tired when I got back from work, so I crawled into bed with my Switch and Metroid Dread, nice, and then nice. played that until I fell asleep, and then I woke up in the middle of the night to see the John Gruden news, and I'm just like, hmm. <laughs> Isn't that just a delightful fragment of reality to walk back into? The only thing I knew for sure, I was like, there's no way he makes it 10 years. That's that's just a given. No way he makes I it. I knew that when he signed it. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> yeah. what, I, I don't know how and I don't know why, but he's not making it 10 years. And I figured it'd be something like this where it was like, oh, it, it, it's just really unfortunate that this team was finally starting to click for the first time that he's been there. I think that's the worst part about it that doesn't get talked about enough. Like, you know, okay, John Gruden, whatever. But, dude, Raiders fans, that Raiders players organization, it's like, god damn, man. That is brutal, brutal for them. Well, and if you had told me, hey, I know I know that John Gruden's not going to make a 10-year. He's going to get fired. But he's going to get fired from, for emailing a billionaire and calling Joe Biden a nervous, clueless pussy. <laughs> that was not on my bingo card at all for, like, the John Gruden fire. No, the... I'm not going to get too – see, that's the thing. I didn't even really want to talk too much about this because we don't know what all – like the specifics. The only thing that I can pull away that sounds specific specific was the Washington football team bullshit, which if he was a part of that, yeah, go. Get him the fuck out of football. But everything else, you know, we don't really know what was said. So I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to speculate on that. But it sucks that the Washington football shit still – is alive it's like God, i thought we killed that when we fired that entire staff except snyder because for some reason he's still allowed to own a football team yeah it's ridiculous i mean we we, we got rid of uh what what was that fucking awful crypt keeper monster that owned the clippers <laughs> down sterling down sterling yeah that we, we got rid of that fucking clown that that hateful bag of bones and skin yeah that's but we yeah i don't know why the nba gets so much flack for because like okay sometimes they're soft sure but yeah that dude wasn't allowed to own a team so that was the right move. Uh, the, the NFL just won't. I, for some reason, the NFL caters owners so much when it's like, dude, there's so. Sounds crazy, but there's another billionaire that could own that team better than this jackass. Well, it's, it's, you can put that right back on the Raiders, too. The fucking weird yeah. Pizza the Hut motherfucker yeah. that owns that. <laughs> pizza the Hut. I feel like that was a job of the Hut joke, but. Eat. No, you, you remember Spaceballs, Pizza the Hut? Oh, like, yeah. That, yeah, I forgot fucking about that. Fucking Mark Davis looks like a, a toupee-wearing Pizza the Hut is what he looks like. And, like, I, so the John Gruden thing actually, like, I don't know how funny I'm going to be able to be about this because it actually filled me with a surprising amount of rage. Mm-hmm. And I think it was partly because, like, I've known, like, John Gruden was a hack since I was, like, 14 years old, and I watched him win a Super Bowl with Tony Dungy's team, and everyone's fucking giving him handies and, you know, mussing his $2 haircut. Like, oh, good job there, John Gruden. It's like, no, that was, like, one of the best rosters Sands quarterback ever assembled. And uh, he basically just walked into the championship on a Raiders team that was, against a Raiders team that was, like, also incredibly talented, but just horribly, horribly run. Yeah. Which, well, spoiler alert, Tarantino, this comes in at the end as well. Um, but so I've always known he was a fraud. He was a, he, mm-hmm. was a, he was a bad announcer. His quarterback school thing that he did on ESPN was always hilarious because it was always just he'd pull some producer would pull a clip of him of a quarterback prospect messing up and then John Gruden go, well, what about this play? And the, and the quarterback would go, oh, I mean, I, yeah, I fucked up there. snaps in my yeah. career. Yeah, I guess I fucked up that one. He's like, what's going on here? It's like, uh, fuck. And it makes the guy look like a boob because he just, they randomly pulled a clip from an out route he threw against Tulsa and like, the, and they, and they tried like, yeah, to make I fucked up, like, man. Yeah, yeah, I messed up that play. But what about all my other fucking plays? Where are those yeah. at? And then they make John Gruden look like he's like what a genius. The tape on yeah. this guy. It's like no, they fucking got this nineteen-year-old off guard on a on a on an out route he threw once. Like this is like so fucking dumb. So like all along this way, like people are just like apologizing and myth building all around John Gruden this entire time, and he's just like floating down the lazy river of success. And that first email comes out, and like I didn't look into it. It said, "Hey, he used a racially insensitive yeah, thing," yeah, and I was like. Fuck. It's like, 
You know, if someone pulled my correspondence from 2011, oh, I probably said some ignorant shit. Thank you for yeah. bringing that up because yes. that's that's something that I was gonna go into. Uh, that that is frustrating, you know. Again, because we don't know what was said, but it, dude, I've said some ridiculous stuff too. And yeah. again, there's no there's not a racist bone in my body, uh, and I don't think I don't think there's I don't think John Gruden's racist either. I sincerely believe that he is well, not. S- See, here's the thing, because like I, I saw that and I'm like, I'm really frustrated because like I know I said some awful shit when I was younger, especially mm-hmm. as far back as 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was allowed the opportunity to correct my ignorance and grow yep. and adjust. And like so because of that, I now have to afford that, you know, right to every other human being that also exists on this earth. Like mm-hmm. it, justice may come from punishment, but pro- progress doesn't like you like you have to let people grow and change. So like, fuck, I hate John Gruden, but whatever. And then the rest of the emails came out. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, so he's not mind. making jokes. This is just a, a peek into his worldview and who he really is. And it turns out he's a gross, nasty See, dude. I didn't look that in depth because I didn't want to again, because I don't care. Like, I, I don't even want to associate. That's not I don't watch football for shit like this. You know, this yeah. is this is entertainment for me. So how I just so I know, I guess, for like clarity, mm-hmm. can you give me examples to where it was like not just, oh, he said he shouldn't have said that. OK, you, you know, like where it was more devious than just words. Is that what it was? Uh, yeah. So let me I have a thing pulled up in front of me because I, I did look into this earlier today because it was one of those things where it's like, OK, how angry do I need to be about sure this? sure it <laughs> was kind of the thing um and that's something I I, I don't feel like being angry about this because I just want to watch football but I I guess I need to know at this point that way well he he dropped some hard some hard f's of uh, course in, in including calling um Michael Sam that sure and, sure I, fi- I figured that um, as much it, it, and uh spe- specifically like he's he's emailing with like the ceo of outback steakhouse which is like such a weird thing to do but also so on brand for john gruden i don't know it's like it's like i'm sure that uh fucking mark davis emails like the ceo of pf Chang's, and like if this is like a college entry course like mark davis to pf Chang's is to john gruden is to outback steakhouse or whatever um and he's basically sending them like the Washington football team shit oh, okay. and comparing okay. that to like, Oh, this is where they should be in. Like, in, but now we have like female refs and it's like, it's like, okay. Oh, and, and, and there was, there was some Barack Obama shit that was like bad. Um, and he, he, when Goodell was speaking, like, yeah, we should probably change the name of the Redskins. He's like, man, they should put him in that concussion tent that he <laughs> likes so much to get. It's like, so it's like dumb and bad and also just like super ignorant. And uh, to, to, to go back on one thing I said, I, I do, like I said, I do believe that he does say ignorant shit probably currently, but I don't believe that he's a racist. Um, I never said that he wasn't misogynistic. You can just look at the guy and tell he's misogynistic. He, <laughs> he is exactly what he looks like. Exactly. Like, it, it, yeah. It, and there was something that got me like really angry. Cause I remember watching Michael Sam get drafted and like he gets drafted and he stands up and he kisses his boyfriend. Right. Like, oh, that's, it ended up not becoming much of an iconic moment because he just, the dude has never turned into a player. Right. But like, um, I mean, think, oh, it's a big moment. And the, and something made me really angry thinking of John Gruden sitting watching that same moment in his $25 million mansion again with his $2 haircut going, ugh, gross. Like something like about that is like, oh, fuck you, man. Really? <laughs> it's like, it, you know, just like weird shit like that. Like dunking on Jeff Fisher, like uh, because he dragged, like it's like I just – the whole thing was gross and it kind of just reveals him to be a gross human being, which is like, and his defense was like, there's not a racist bone in my body. It's like, Oh, no one's arguing about your bones. It's like all the things you said. It's like, (laughs) that's like one of the weirdest, weirdest, like, arguments that I always see when someone's trying to defend themselves from that's like but I'm not racist. I I just say a bunch of racist shit all the time. And and I think that's why I was even like, clarifying that like, yeah how many times have i said that i don't think john yeah. gruden's right no one no one said that I, or I, get, I don't think it's relevant it's well, not relevant it, 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 yeah. it's, you can't measure it like gravity or the like atomic weight of aluminum like, right, it's where, like you where can't it's like, prove it it's, it's not like you either the, say racist shit or yeah, you don't yeah. like it's yeah. they act like it's a breathalyzer test like oh well, if you don't pass this threshold of racism then you're not racist so you're, you're good yeah. you're, you're free 
No, yeah, it's it's yeah, it was whatever. He says racist shit. Whether or not you decide that's racist or not is is irrelevant. He says racist shit. So, um, it's I, I, again not to dwell on this. Like I've said my piece about it. I definitely don't want to turn it into like a fucking rant. No, but I will say I, I I will say this. John Gruden is not a good football coach. He wasn't a good announcer, and he made millions of dollars. Um, if you're out there doubting yourself, um, I promise you there's a thousand things that you can do better than John Gruden coaches football. Um, so don't doubt yourself, work hard, have discipline and you too can be a millionaire and you can do it without being a fucking hack like John Gruden did. So take that out of this story and move on. And I'm excited for what the Raiders are going to do now, now that they have maybe some competency kicking around in that office now, maybe who knows? Um, Definitely have one less John Gruden, which is addition by subtraction. And um, do maybe does this offense now run through Henry Ruggs? Is it, is, it, is it more explosive? Can we get the dust off Derek's car, uh, Derek Carr's arm entirely? Let's dust I mean, off we, Derek's we, car, man. Yeah, yeah did Derek he drives get a nice get, one, so. Yeah, go off, dust off his car. You can't drive that on the field, Derek. Yeah. I just dusted it. It's good I to go. It. It's good to jo- go. John Gruden's gone. My car's dusted. Things are mm-hmm. changing here in Vegas. Except for the fact that he just built a house next to Derek. Yes. Carr. Oh, thank you. Yes, I was gonna drop that in too. How hilarious is that, man? <laughs> now that so now, is funny. It's like, hey, Derek, where are you going? Um, I'm driving to the game. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah, it, it should be fun. Football's fun. Well, hey, Derek. Anyway, do you guys like that other guy more than me? I gotta go, John. I, I, I got to go. Someone's calling me. I didn't hear it ring. No, no, it's an important call. It's not about football. It's about my car that I just tested <laughs> off. It's about time. The game. <laughs> Thing was full of dust. Oh, man. So there we go. I am a little disappointed like that I wasn't on with you to talk about uh, Urban Meyer. Yeah. Um, that, <laughs> that bums me out a little bit because they're the same dude. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, one of the last things to say about John Gruden is I've always loved how, um, like, I remember watching that Sunday night game when like the story was just breaking and Mike Tirico and Tony Dungy's like, yeah, no, he's not racist. He's a good guy. We spent a lot of time with him. He's totally fine. Um, and then you listen to every player that's played under him. He's like, yeah, he was a piece of shit. Uh, no one likes him. Uh, he was totally. Chris Sims has been. Chris Sims and Booger McFarlane have been talking shit on that guy for yeah, but, fifteen years. Yeah. That, dude, you could see it in Booger McFarlane's like just aura yesterday where he was like finally i get to just truthfully roast this motherfucker he he, he was waiting for that day only oh, Keyshawn johnson comes out like, yeah oh, God, this piece of shit the whole time and <laughs> I, I do think that reveals something about you is like what the people you have power over think of you versus the people that are the same power level mm, as you think mm, of you interesting and i think that's what we're seeing with urban meyer too where everyone under him is like yeah this guy, this guy is, sucks man this guy sucks like usually if someone is yelling at someone especially if it's grown man to grown man and especially if they're both millionaires then probably what you're yelling isn't worth saying and you mm-hmm. have to yell so people will listen to you um so yeah, I think we've all been pretty negative on Urban Meyer even before the finger in the butt incident that uh, we saw this past week. Um, I think just that that just finally like puts in cement that he's toast. Like, there's no way he comes back no, next year. No, this is his only year for sure. And it, I think just the biggest I may have mentioned it, but definitely not enough. The biggest slap in the face, which I I think the opposite between the two of those guys, they're so similar in regards to their wackiness and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I, I do believe John Gruden wanted to win. I don't know if Urban Meyer cares about winning at all. I'm not even sure like what you think he's just doing it to get laid. Yeah. By, like, I, I, I get, again, it's just the, <laughs> that prestige power thing. He just wants that position. That's it, man. He doesn't care, you know, the results. As long as he is in charge of people, that's all that dude cares about. Yeah, it's that that Mike Gum, uh, Gundy, Dabo Sweeney, mm-hmm. those like those mm-hmm. tiny emperors, man. Like they're this. The, the I think that's why I maybe hate Urban Meyer and John Gruden more than other bad coaches. Yeah, is because like I just hate people that love power, having yes. power over other people. It's just yes. a very gross trait, and like that's why we it, struggled it, in the Navy so much, man. Like a hundred percent, it was just a bunch of John Grudens. Yeah. Like the, the Navy is just nothing. Holy shit, we cracked the code, yeah. dude. Yeah. Oh that's my re- God! It's nothing but John Gruden's Urban Myers. That's reality, man. What well, was our reality? But now we're free, just like the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. 
So yeah. do you want to dive into some of these games, my dude? Oh uh, yeah, man. The ma- man, my, the mascot's ready to roll, ready to man. Dude's sound like a motorboat over here. Yeah. What, what what was the cat's favorite game from this weekend? Oh, you know what his favorite game? He's a do- he bleeds red sea just like I do. That's not even a question. <laughs> and then he likes to he likes to watch the Bengals too, obviously. But yeah, yeah. So also, so which one do you want to start? Do you want to start with my nightmare or or, or your actual <laughs> exciting game? <laughs> Dude, that is funny that the Bengals played your uh, Packers. Let's talk about that first because okay, that game, it's tough to say. Did that game go as it should have went? I don't think so, but there are people that believe that that is where the Bengals are at to, to like kind of ch- – and I don't think so. I super don't think so, but it was a close game. Packers are better. They win. Um, the kicking shit, uh, you can elaborate more on that because you've experienced it with Mason Crosby before. Um, you can tell me if this is real or fake, but he's done it before. He's looking like uh, a silver fox out there. I don't even know how old he is, but I don't know if it's a problem or not. That dude's fucking eternal. Like he, he he's he's like the northern wind. Like he will just he has always been and will always be. But like, it, I have never in my life actually rooted for a tie the way I was rooting for a tie in this game because no one deserved to win. Like I'm just like. Just let the clock run and get this shit off my TV. Like I was, I was so frustrated with that mm-hmm. game by the end. But to kind of circle back to that point you made, like people think that a game went like it should have. No, no. Um, they got a wicked, wicked cheapo touchdown mm-hmm. um, at the end of the first half, where Darnell Savage just completely misplayed the ball where I, I thought that he like turned into a ghost for a second and it just went through his torso to Jamar Chase. Like big, big props on Jamar Chase for having like, insane concentration. Yeah. He still has to yeah. make that catch because he blocked yeah. his whole view of everything. Mm-hmm. So you're right. But, but Darnell Savage, who was drafted to be this incredible ball hawk, has misplayed the shit out of that ball. Well, he just has very hit or miss ball skills. Like he just doesn't, he can't, he has the ball skills of, of Kevin King. Like mm-hmm. Kevin King can at least face the wrong way and scarecrow a, a ball down. Right. Darnell Savage just like loses track of it when it's right in front mm-hmm. of him sometimes. So it's, he's been a, a frustrate, frustrating uh, you know, prospect to watch develop. And, and then again, there's like all those missed kicks, including the extra points. Even with that, it shouldn't even have gone to overtime. Right, right. So the, the Packers honestly should have probably buried these dudes. And then they had an opportunity to immediately end overtime on that uh, Campbell interception. And then fucking Matt LaFleur turned back into the coward like he did in the NFC Championship mm-hmm. game. It's like run, run. And then on third down, try to kick a field goal. Yeah. Where if you fight like a coward, you're going to die like a coward. Like, I, I honestly, like, he deserved to, to lose on that call alone because he gave them another opportunity to win the game. And thank God their kicker just kicked right at the flag. <laughs> it was so close. He thought he made it and was celebrating. And everyone's like, dude, no, you fucked it up, man. It's over. Like, you missed. <laughs> that, <laughs> was, the- that was horrible. Like, I mean, it, it, I think it's a good life lesson for the kid right there to, of course, don't prematurely celebrate. But you would think as a NFL kicker, he would know that. I mean... That, that's such a weird thing for an NFL kicker to experience. It's like, oh, yeah, the balls turn a lot, and especially you should know that the ball turns a lot because you're the one that kicks it, and you're also really close to that post right now. I, that was really weird that he prematurely celebrated that. Did you hear what he said post game? I did not. He said he was celebrating, and he saw the refs go no good, and he thought the refs were fucking with him. And I'm like, I don't think that's not something that refs do, man. No, this that's is not- never happened in the National Football League. Not one time has that ever happened. We didn't play 65 minutes of football to do a candid camera moment on you, my friend. Just to, yeah, you're that important <laughs> to where we just wanted to prank you. and Yeah, that's some delusion right there. I mean, sucks for the kid. He's a good kicker, I think, but... He's pretty steely. Like He's won two games already. Yeah. Four or five in the league. Yeah. Just, it just didn't go, you know, this past week. But, yeah, that was still a weird thing for him to be a part of. Created by him, obviously. Well, and one thing that Mason Crosby did say after the game, he's like, yeah, there was a legit-ass crosswind. Like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, it's like that, that was why we were missing kicks is the wind was, was really shitty. But at the same time, the wind wasn't so shitty that Devontae Adams couldn't catch 18 balls. So, like, obviously the passing game is still working. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I want to say something that I never thought I would say in that I think the Packers' defense is not... It doesn't make me want to throw up 
okay. anymore. I don't think it's good, but what I've been saying for 10 years is you need a second level player to make a defense come together. And Campbell and hopefully now Smith has finally given them that. And it's like, that is so much better when you don't have undrafted 125 pound or 225 pound four five foot six guys running around out there getting just completely consumed by offensive mm-hmm. linemen mm-hmm. and getting out jumped by every tight end in the league. Like it, it makes a huge difference. And like, and, Campbell has meant a ton to this defense and has really made it come together. You're welcome. Yep. 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 Thank you. Thank and thank you, Pete. Yeah. Both you guys. Yeah, really, that's both right. Both Falcons guys really to me. Yeah, Falcons to Cards to Packers. Man, he's a good player. No, you're right. Yeah. He's, he's always been good, so he's proving it. Yeah, man. Well, speaking of things that are good, uh, the Chargers are beating good teams and they're doing it, and the, the curse is fully broken. Oh, so, oh yeah, they're not the same Chargers. They're not your fucking grandpa's Chargers anymore, boys. Like, they're 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 here and they're scary. Well, because like I saw they missed the extra point, we're down one. I'm like, yep, Chargers. There you go. Didn't cool. even it didn't That's even it. matter. Didn't even affect the game. They just came no. and still like one. They put that last score in, and it was like, oh my god, it kicked. Didn't even matter. Game's over. They just won. Well, I would blame Anthony Lynn if that stink hadn't existed 10 years before anthony lynn even got there uh-huh. like, there was like a legitimate curse there but like i guess when you have a quarterback that is just that handsome like it's just <laughs> well i mean you said it though they're winning all the games that they lost last year so that's the difference and that's that's a problem because this team is built man this team is really built to to make a run especially with the Chiefs struggling not to get too much into that division or anything but they're like you said they're beating real teams and they're beating them impressively too well, and it was like I saw some stat that like the Browns put up uh, five or five hundred yards, had no turnovers, and scored <sighs> over forty points, and still lost. And that's never happened before. Like, it, if you can do that, then you're doing. It. And remember how good this defense was looking, right? For like the past couple of weeks, and they and they hung almost half a hundred on them. Like, it, they're the best offense in the league, I think. Uh, yeah, really, as of right now, yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. But Every, yeah, everything's coming. Running backs are running. Wide receivers are widening. They're, everything's everything's going, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of our, so the Giants Cowboys game was both a dream and a nightmare for Clark and I. Um, it was a dream, and the Cowboy, the Giants are dead. They're yeah. they're as dead as John Gruden. They're as dead as Matt Nagy is in the future. Um, and we don't have to discuss them anymore because all their good players are hurt, and they're not going to win a game the rest of the year. Um, it was a nightmare for us because we had a tremendous amount of fantasy equity in significant this game. yes that essentially turned into dust like a thanos snap um it revealed my terrible policy of chasing points which i did uh <laughs> by starting kenny galladay and <laughs> and he put up a big old fat juicy zero burger and then hurt his knee and left which is a very kenny galladay thing to do when he's not scoring 22 points he's scoring zero and getting hurt um and you lost Saquon Barkley. Yeah, yeah, again. That was br- like, everybody's like, oh, this is Saquon, he gets hurt, this is what he does now. I'm like, yeah, maybe, but this was not that type of injury. He stepped on somebody's foot, man. Like, that. that's just fluky, fluky, fluky shit that really sucks. And he rolled the shit out of it, which, I mean, as long as he didn't break anything structurally, or he'll be back in a month, you know, a month, month and a half. So I, I want to talk about how he broke, how he... Fucked his shit up because his leg looked gnarly. I don't know if you saw the pictures. No, of course like, I did. That's exactly yeah, what it's supposed mm. to look like when you roll mm. your when you roll you know with a inversion roll that like that's ex- my ankles look like that a hundred times in my life. That's exactly what it's supposed to look like, and that's mm. actually a good thing that it looks that way. I know that sounds kind of dumb, but it, it looks exactly as it should. Like he doesn't have any discoloration on the base of or excuse me, like on you know his foot area it's all ankle and it doesn't go up too high it's like it's like perfect it's it, you can tell he he overstretched the ligaments right there and they're healing now like that's what exactly what it's supposed to look like the blood all rushed there so i think he's i think he's structurally sound i'm not a fucking doctor but we'll see so i want to talk a little bit about how i heard it because uh our old friend and podcast partner uh Quadarius tony was just sort of standing there, right right where he shouldn't have been standing, yeah. and uh, managed to just get in the way of all of Saquon Barkley's bones and uh, hurt him. He, he then also got thrown out of the game for fucking haymakering someone. Um, 
which totally distracts from the uh, the point that he had almost 200 yards receiving. In a massive fucking game. And, and I don't want to dra- I'm not going to drag Kadarius Tony because I actually kind of respect what he did. He was trying to get like he was getting punked and he's like, "Yeah, I'm not a punk." So he retaliated and unfortunately when you retaliate, that's when you get in trouble in the NFL, as we saw last, or when was it, when Jack Doyle did the same thing. I mean, no one flagged Jack Doyle. It was the retaliation. That's just the rules of the NFL. You're not allowed to retaliate on anything, which is the craziest fuck. And the fact that it affects games is ridiculous. Because now that guy's out of the game. He was out, he was the best player for the Giants that day. And now, mm-hmm. he, I mean, the game's over. I don't know why I'm acting like there's a chance for them to win. But still, like, it affects the game, and it sucks. Well, and, like, I, I just talked about there's a very high possibility of a boob factor, I feel like, with with Tony. I just feel like he's I don't. kind of... I, I think he's an incredible athlete that mm-hmm. is not quite where he's ever supposed to be, which was kind of why I didn't oh, like him. Oh, you, you mean that yeah. way? Okay, okay. I yeah, thought, yeah, I thought yeah, you meant... Yeah. Okay, never mind. I'm with I you. I mean, the, the punching thing is just... It's one of those things that just kind of happens. Right, like, okay. Whatever. No, I'm like, with like, you now. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Just more the, more the narrative of that, where he's standing someplace where he's not supposed to... Gotcha. Know, no, I'm, then, I'm following. Yeah. I'm following. So I, I think he could potentially... He's a very exciting player. Oh, yeah. I don't... Even, like, guys that me that were kind of, like, whatever on him coming out, like, he's crazy incredibly explosive athlete he's incredibly shifty explosive he's athlete. very shifty too man he's big, and he's like he's big man he's he's not tall big but he's big he's uh uh tyree kell shaped yeah is, is yeah. i guess the best thing i just hope he stays this funny like that like that's <laughs> that's my big concern with him i don't have any fantasy equity or anything so i just hope he stays this funny fair enough I, there's enough goofy shit happening around him anytime oh also we didn't mention that uh starting quarterback for the giants is dead um, so we should probably mention that as it's actually the most newsworthy thing. About Everybody was, was like, can you believe all these giants injuries? I'm like, yeah, this is what they get for winning the week before. Like, this is exactly what they deserve. They shouldn't have won that game. Now, <laughs> now they'll never now, win again. Yeah, now they're all dead and they'll never win another game. So it doesn't matter. They're, they're one in four and they've played enough close games that they don't feel like a one in four team. Mm-hmm. However, I could also see them not win another game the entire yeah, game. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if Daniel Jones is out. Absolutely. Mike Glennon is one of those guys where it's like, I don't know how anyone pays Mike Glennon to do anything. Like, it's like, I'm starting to think Mike Glennon is a fortune teller because why is Mike Glennon always the backup when somebody gets hurt? Why is he always on? Why is he always on the team of the guy that gets, you know what I'm saying? Every year he's on a different team and every year that fucking quarterback is, is not healthy. It's weird. Hear me out. I need him to retire at the end of the year. He's going to start his own agency, like sport agency. And his first two clients are Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yes. It's his job to use his X-Men superpower of knowing when quarterbacks are going to get hurt. To land them on the right team. Yes. yes. So that we can watch them and then talk about them on a podcast. It's weird. He's all, it's every time, every time it's like, oh, Mike Glennon's up. And I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't even know oh, he was on this team. Mike Glennon again. Yeah, Mike Glennon. You remember when he was a backup in Tampa Bay? Yes. He was a free agent. And Chicago signed him and they had this big news conference where it's like, hey, this is our quarterback of the future. This is, this is him. This is his neck. Um, <laughs> and this is the future of our, of our, of our franchise. And then they didn't tell him they were drafting Mitch Trubisky. And then they drafted him and he was at this party. It's like, oh, so cool like i guess now that i guess i'm I'm not the franchise quarterback Uh, anyway he just eats a crab puff and makes a million dollars like it's like (laughs) that was his one redeeming thing that just carried him for like five years was how tall he was and then people stopped caring how tall he was and you can make memes about his neck that's about sure at this point yeah I mean, you want to talk about the Cowboys at all during this, or did it just like they beat the happy fuck up a bad team? And yeah, I mean, they're, they're and they're good. Like they're a good team. Is that fun to talk about the Cowboys being good? I don't think so. But I'm not going to. Yeah, that. right. So yep. we can move on. I'm just going to just hang out, watch them, and then they'll lose in the divisional round, and then we'll <laughs> move on with the rest of our lives. We, we totally skipped over the Cardinals game, man. You want to start oh, we, we didn't skip over. I was just waiting. I was just biding my time over here. Just warming up, just lubing up, getting ready to get nice and greasy. Right uh, another another win, but it, this one was one of the – I would say this is the second most unsexy win of the season, Minnesota win being the first. This was not impressive at all as far as uh, both sides of the ball, like how we can look. And what's, what's awesome and what I take away from this game is because I've said this multiple times on here is we're going to have weeks like this. 
the good thing is we still won the fucking game. So that's the huge thing to take away is because when we would have games like this before, we wouldn't win. Kyler didn't play well, and we still won a game where Kyler didn't play well. That's massive. Um, the Niners are weird. Um, I mean, I could just keep giving my cards credit. You guys have heard me rant enough, so I'm not going to waste everybody's time. But I think the Niners are an interesting team. Um, the the Trey Lance thing obviously didn't work this week because he's not ready yet, and I think we all knew that. Um, he doesn't have the confidence right now on all the throws, clearly, and he's just, you know it's that prototypical like all oh, the wheels are going to come out before. He tries to make a more than, you know, difficult throw, so he's going to rely on that. But we also have linebackers that are ready for that. Like, <laughs> he, Bad team to try that yeah, shit. Yeah, it was the wrong week to try that shit, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we kind of – Hammerhead shot. Yeah, we busted there, yeah. him in the mouth a few times, and now he's hurt. I mean, that's what you get, you know. I mean, no offense. I don't want him to be hurt, obviously. I don't wish, you know, injury on anyone, but – That's what you get. That's what you get. That's what you get. <laughs> Um, I, I do think that's kind of an interesting observation about the Cardinals is, is I, this is only what Kyle Murray's third year mm-hmm. in the league. It, the, the amount of salt this team has feels like a completely different level than it ever before. Like, <clears throat> there's like a confidence out there where, where it's like, oh, now I've been in a situation before we're gonna be fine. And I, I think part of that is it's a way more talented team Yeah, where it's, where Kyle Murray doesn't have to go fuck where's hop. Uh, he can go fuck where's hop. Oh, he's not there. Let's go to to Kirk, who has become a way more complete Dude, receiver. Yeah. Let's, uh, Rondell Moore, who is, I mean, we knew he was a complete receiver. The only question Rondell Moore ever had was, can he stay in one solid piece? Can all of his mm-hmm. tendons stay attached to the bones? Like that was on, the only question about Rondell Moore. And still alive. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's like, and heck, even if you get in real trouble, throw it in the zip code of AJ exactly. Green. The, the dude is... Still not be athletic, but he's still big. Yep. And I mean, rest in peace, Max Williams. But he was. He yeah, was th- that one was brutal because he was just playing so well. I mean, this was you know a career year for him, and and he was he was a true definition of a safety blanket. And that injury really sucks, man. That one that one got to me a little bit. Too bad you guys don't have C.J. Henderson. You could trade him for Dan Arnold and get him back, <laughs> and you could play him there. It's okay. I don't want Dan Arnold. <laughs> How you not want Darren? You, you can trade a start. You can trade Byron Murphy for him. That's oh God! Don't it, Jesus! Which is not even as bad as the actual trade that happened with him. That so. still blows my fucking. Mind. It's, it's like, unbelievable. We did not express our our gut wrenching disgust. No, that was horrible. Enough. That was horrible. They went from like, I mean, we can transition to that game actually. Sure. If you want. I mean, um, I'll, I have a Forty Niners ramp. I can go on that later. Um, that uh. That Panthers defense was the only problem with them was their corners were kind of sus, especially with J.C. Horn going down. Yes. And now they have C.J. Henderson and Stephon Gilmore as their corners, where it's like, okay, now they're just going to fucking roll over people. I don't think, I don't think Gilmore played in this game. I don't think he did. No. Um, But like that all of a sudden is going to be a problem. And so the Carolina Panthers have lost two straight games now. Yep. Yep, which yep. I kind of think we all said, except for Cody, mm-hmm. I think we all said was going to happen, that they were going to kind of return to us a little bit. Um, because they're still a young team, still learning to play together. And can still- I say say one thing about them? And, and this isn't to like disservice the Panthers or give too much credit to one guy or anything, but every time this happens, when Christian McCaffrey goes down, everyone's like, oh, we're not, we're not one-man team. We're not one-man team. It's like, yeah, well, you just lost two straight since you lost them. So. Uh, oh, well, it's like they might not be one man team. Like, they're still they're good players in that offense, but it's still the best yep. offensive weapon. He's the best. Like, he's the best player on that team. Yeah, you can't you can't lose that and go. Oh no, we're fine. We're, no, we're you're, you, yeah, yeah, you, you still have a problem. I mean, the like, Ra- the Ravens lost J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, and they're not the same. They don't look the same running the ball. No, the Panthers cannot lose Christian McCaffrey and hope to like make the playoffs. It's it's impossible. No, no. Yeah, I mean, I I obviously love Shuba Hubbard. He's he's one of my boys, but he's not. Not even not close. Christian McCaffrey. Not even no. close. No. So like, yeah. So it, it's it's something they're gonna have a hard time overcoming. And I'm sorry, this offensive line is still really fucking bad. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, Sam um, Sam Darnold's wheels have kind of hid that in the winds, but when mm-hmm. when it goes bad, yeah, it goes bad. And and I I think we we pound the drum on this all off season. Like you're not relevant. If you don't have a good offense, you're not. Yeah. You, you, like you have to build that out, or or eventually your flaws catch up with you. Yeah, you can have all the DJ Moores and Chuba Hubbards and Sam Darnolds you want, 
but if you can't keep dudes out of your fucking lap, you're going to lose games. And it, Philadelphia Eagles, also really flawed team. Very. Yeah, but they can come right up your ass on the pass rush. Mm-hmm. Like, so mm-hmm. it, that was a bad matchup for the Panthers. I still, like, kind of think the Panthers are still a better team than the Eagles. But, I 100% do. I 100% yeah, do. But you can't make up for that matchup. Like, that is something that's, 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 go, that's going to screw you over. And, and it, it, you know, got them. They lost a close game. My life is in shambles currently, so I went to sleep instead of watching this Monday night football game. I'm sorry. I'm tired. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you want from me. But uh, uh, so I, I missed this game. So I, I know it was turned out to be a fucking journey. It was. Can you, can you, can you take us on a journey through this Monday night football game? I want to experience it through this, the eyes of Clark here. So tell me about this game. It was... It was almost exactly the way we said it was, where we're like, yeah, Baltimore's not that good, and they're going to lose games. Yeah, but they're still good. You know, Baltimore's still a really good team. As much as we have said they're not, we've explained what we meant by that. But we almost looked like geniuses for a second because they were down significantly to the Colts. And then the Colts literally just let them come back, unlike any comeback I've ever seen. Like, I don't even know what it was. You just kind of blinked and then all of a sudden you're like oh yeah Baltimore's gonna come back and at least tie this game minimal because they just started scoring at will which is so weird that a transition can happen like that within the same game but Baltimore has the weapons they threw the ball uh to their weapons Mark Andrews and Hollywood and they were doing whatever they wanted in the comeback and then you also can't stop Lamar Jackson when the other things are rolling so it was just a snowball effect for the Colts to where they got a lead they don't have the firepower or the comfortability to put a team away, and especially not a team like the the Ravens. But there was a huge key play that made the game even eligible to be tied was Calais Campbell blocking a fucking kick. It was very impressive. Very impressive block. He, he like, got skinny on a move uh, where he basically just kind of, like, finessed a guy, which is weird. You think of Calais Campbell, six foot eight, 370-pound monster, he gives like a little side move to get by somebody, sticks his fucking tree trunk arm up, and the ball just doinks right off of it, and that was it. Once he blocked that, you're like, oh shit, the Ravens are probably going to win this game, and they did. So, I'm not going to, I admit, I have been kind of willfully, or let's say actively avoiding having any sort of engagement with the AFC South. Like, I've never in my entire football watching career been like, I'm going to excuse myself from this entire... It's boring, too. It's, they're bad. It's not, there's nothing exciting about that division. I, I get why the Colts aren't winning. What I don't get is why the offense isn't better. I, like, if you look at Carson Wentz's stats, like, he threw for 400 yards. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, they never seem to put up that many points or to be that efficient. Or, like... But you look, it's like, oh, you have a giant tall guy in Michael Pittman... You have a lot of speed. You have a possession guy. You got a baller running back, which they're finally figuring out how to give Jonathan Taylor the ball. I don't know why it took them to week four and five before mm-hmm. that dude started to finally get rolling. Like I think that's part of the issue. But like I, I just don't understand. Like you have so much talent in the backfield, so much talent in the outside. You have a. I don't. I think the offensive line is a little oversold. It's not what it used to be for sure. But like it, and Carson Wentz. I mean. He's had his problems. He's still Carson Wentz. I just don't understand oh, dude, I, I, how that offense can't keep going. I agree going. completely. On paper, this team should cakewalk this division. On paper, they mm-hmm. should. But we know that's not how football works. You you have to play the games. And, and we just know that there's, unfortunately, just weird aura with Carson Wentz. It doesn't matter how good he plays right now. They still lose games. <laughs> it's, it's unfortunate for him. And he's got that reputation right now. And things just aren't going well for him individually, even though he just played very well it, 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 sometimes you just can't explain it if that makes sense they sometimes just, shit doesn't work yeah, yeah. it just doesn't yeah, work yeah. yeah exactly and like we've asked the flavor of this question a hundred times on this show if you could be a GM of one of these AFC South teams like which one are you picking I mean I think we've all said we like the Jags um, yeah. I, I probably still stay with that but I see where you're going with this and I, I, w- I don't think you're wrong by saying what you're about to say, I, I probably go with the Colts. Yeah, like I, I feel like I feel like they have the most, like 
proven dudes or dudes with like upside. Like there's so much projection with Jacksonville and so much of its appeal is the assumption that Trevor Lawrence is going to develop into something. Right. Right. Um, I basically asked this question just to spin back and shit on the Titans again, um, because <laughs> I, they're at the bottom. I would rather run that, that Houston team with no draft picks yep. or good players. I have I have no idea how, why that team is built like it's built. It, it doesn't make any sense. It is, I think, the most stuck in the mud roster in the entire league. Correct. Like, th- th- there's nothing where I go. I mean, other than I can hand the ball to Derrick Henry, like this little and in. AJ Brown's a monster, mm-hmm. but like, what do you do with that? Like, what, what do you, your offensive line is? My, still, my personal pick for the worst one in the league because mm-hmm. it, it they may not give up the most statistically, but they get beat in the most hilarious way. Like I said, uh, Ryan Tannehill is still the most fun to watch quarterback to get sacked <laughs> in the league, and it's probably Just because a crash test dummy. Yeah. Yep. Well, when he gets sacked, also I feel like the guys are moving faster when they sack <laughs> Ryan Tannehill. Like they get more of a runway. I don't understand how they do it. I think it's partly because they don't have, they're not threatened by the tackles at all. It's like, I can just run straight at this guy and the other dude's not going to do anything to stop me. You're still going to be getting out of a stance by the time I'm inside fucking Ryan Tannehill's jockstrap. So like it's, (laughs) he does get blasted a lot. And there's one player on that defense. I like like that roster isn't, trash fire it is i agree to to get back onto the game and why the the colts are the colts right now um i don't know how much you heard because you didn't watch the game about the kicking situation in that game too which was also another so there was like the rodrigo got yeah yeah rodrigo blankenship he he uh, did something with his hip i guess so it's like of course he did and like they needed so many key kicks that game and he missed an extra point and uh field goal at least i think that's all they missed and it's like they would have just made those they would have won but of course he had to hurt his hip because of the Colts right now you know they just don't have it going and they don't have any luck right now and it's just unfortunate for them but there was how many kicks were missed or excuse me how many extra points were missed this week it was like seven or eight or something was it that many oh my god yeah it it was a a hilarious amount of kicks yeah which can we get so I almost jumped into this conversation when we were talking about the Packer game is this a success? This this moving this extra point back? No, it's fucking stupid. Okay, I, I, thank I, yeah. you. Yeah, I don't know why they like. It's like Roger Goodell sitting watching. Like, yes, this is exactly what I want. It makes football about. so fucking. It makes them look bad at their jobs because it just it's fucking with kickers at this point. Like it's it's legitimately fucking with them. Well, and, and it's like so when Roger Goodell made that decision, it's like yes, in five years I'm going to get five extra ugly minutes of Packers bangles to put on television. Who was that for? Yeah. Who was that good for? Style commercials. Like, like what the fuck? Like nobody wanted mission success. No, no, no. (laughs) Nobody wanted that. It's like getting socks or Christmas. Like, thanks. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody wanted that shit, man. Bad, bad, bad. Yep. So, so I, I would say if you're asking me, AJ, what is the most disappointing thing in the whole NFL season? I would say, you know, the Washington football team. I mean, that's a little bit misleading because they lost their quarterback, so we didn't get to see that. But specifically, I thought this team was going to win games with its offensive line and its defense, and both of them are getting fucking their, Dude, I can't believe their defense yeah. looks like this. That, that's the most surprising because their defense was locked and loaded last year and looked – scary and i don't know what's going on and i mean they have one of the best defensive minds in the league running that team correct it's weird he should be able to fucking work on dudes with with no talent back and the fact that like taylor heineke is a step up from what they had last year at times (laughs) i mean yeah he's a hundred percent better than dwayne haskins was (laughs) yeah i doesn't it seem like 15 years ago that Dwayne Haskins was playing football in yeah. this league and it was like eight months? Yeah, it, like, he's, he's <laughs> probably like 22 years old or something. He feels like he's like 32. Yeah, and he's 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 buried in like I had to like think like where the fuck is he? He's in Pittsburgh. He's in Pittsburgh. He's buried, yeah, he's buried and buried behind fucking uh, duck or something. I don't know yeah, who else like, is there. Uh, or Mason Rudolph. Uh, yeah, Mason Mason whacking the dome. Yeah, like I think <laughs> is is where he was, but. Speaking of them, they actually beat the Broncos, which was a, a mild crush team of this podcast. But, like, again, I said the, Bronco, the Broncos were going to start doing this because they're not that good. We said that. Like, me and you both yeah. said that. 
I mean, unfortunately, yeah. I'd like to see them win more games, and they, they will. They'll win some more games, but they're just not ready. I, I, I do think that... Because I had this thought when I was watching parts of that, that Cleveland-San Diego game. Um, it's like, it's a two-team race for Rodgers next year, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm. And it has to be Browns and, and, and Broncos. Like, oh. The, the, they're, they're the two teams that, are like, you throw Aaron Rodgers on that team, it's like, watch the Foku. They, they're mm-hmm. going to win the AFC. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, it, I think I said this last week, you know, Baker Mayfield, I think, actually probably pay, played his best game of the year. But at the same time, he's still the Jared Goff of that team. Like, mm-hmm. He's still holding he that back, entire yeah. roster back. So you, you plop Aaron Rodgers in there. The only thing I don't like about that is if we do that trade, we probably end up getting Baker Mayfield back in that deal. And I super don't want anything to do with that. Um, yeah. Because I definitely don't want to have that Jordan Love versus Baker Mayfield sort of camp thing going on. And I, I just don't. I don't want that sounds miserable, that. man. Yeah, that, that sounds fucking awful. <laughs> Who do you think wins that that battle? Uh, I mean, probably Baker Mayfield because he's been starting for yeah, three years. I agree. Yeah, but I, I think that's also why it's like that's a total fuck job to Jordan Love because like if you hand him the job, you have to hand him the job and let him figure it out. Right. You can't have like Baker so, Mayfield in his ear or I guess breathing down his neck. Like, yeah, breathe it into his armpit. I guess would be more appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> height comparison but yeah um that, that would be a nightmare it, like you'd have to immediately ship one of them and by one of them i mean baker mayfield out the door immediately send him send him to the broncos get another first there you go send his ass down to the broncos i'd actually that'd be fun i think him in the high altitude would be would be interesting i mean i guess there is one bad game that's kind of interesting to talk about and that's the london game because <laughs> the like weird like almost exotic animal of a bad team that the Jets are right now is is almost fascinating because like they can literally do nothing. There's nothing that they can do competently or well. I the, the one thing I want to say about that topic of the the London game is that I love the NFL's decision making on who to send over there because they always send over two teams that are gonna score are gonna but they're gonna score against each other because they both suck. So, mm-hmm. so the the London fans are like, "Oh my god, this is football!" But then Americans are like, "Yep, you can fucking have this game. This we don't want, awful. yeah, we don't want anything to do with. We don't care that they're scoring points because they suck." You should see the shit that we get over here, man. <laughs> this is gonna blow your fucking mind. <laughs> yeah, watch Monday night, man. Jesus, you guys would <laughs> have aneurysms. Uh, do- Dude, I mean, Justin Herbert would be the king of England if they. Oh had put that game my over there. god, that that yeah, that Browns Chargers. Oh my god, they. They might like they might give up soccer if they saw a game like that, man. Mm-hmm. They, they would they would just uh, do what they did in the olden days, just colonialize those two teams. <laughs> like no, but there's the fucking uh, Wales Browns and London's Chargers. Here we go, they're ours now. Just abduct them because they're oh, watching man. some real bullshit and having a good time doing it, man. So if they actually watch some real football, man. It's like, oh my God, can you believe that Zach Wilson went 19 for 32 and Michael Carter <laughs> averaged 3.8 yards a carry? <laughs> Fucking fireworks. Because, <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised James Robinson's not a, like a folk hero for them. He's probably the best player they've ever seen. Oh, I assume they think that Blake Bortles is the greatest quarterback of all time. <laughs> because remember, like the, the dude lived over there essentially for his entire career. Uh, I feel bad, man. I, I listen to a podcast that has a lot of the NFL media guys on it. And he goes, walking around over there is the eeriest thing because like, you see a lot of like Brandon Cooks on the Saints jerseys. and like They're living in the past kind of yes. thing. Yeah. Yes, they all own one jersey. And it's just whoever they saw in that game that year. And then <laughs> they wear it their forever. jersey for a decade. Yep. And then, and then that is such an interesting dynamic. <laughs> that really is. Like, I could write a doctorate paper just interviewing like the the one jersey and like how that changed their do, life. Do do you think do you think that the the people that buy those jerseys know when the players change teams? So do you think somebody knows that Brandon Cooks has been traded like nine times since he's been on the I, would, I they're not on Mars, so I assume <laughs> I assume they could like get the tweet, but like. I, 
how much film, <laughs> how much Patriots Brandon Cooks film did that guy watch? Probably not any. I'm going to say that much. So, like, if I had, like, like we never got deployed anywhere in the military, but if I had, like, like got stationed in like Italy. I don't know what my life would be like. Sure. Would, you have to stay up till three in the morning to watch football on Sundays and then roll in bleary. I, I, that would, that's gotta be hell. Uh, the one thing that makes your life worth living you have to like work third shift in order to play, <laughs> to enjoy it, to make yeah. it happen. Yeah. Um, but I guess the actual football is like, we're five games in. I get it. Are you ready to Josh Rosen, Zach Wilson? <laughs> I, mm, that's hard. That's hard. I'm there personally. Are you there? <laughs> I, I I can't fucking watch this dude anymore, dude. He at least like over Josh Rosen. He at least has the physical tools that Josh Rosen didn't. So that that's something. You know, he has an arm and he can move. But man, it's not I, good I, right now, man. I also think Zach Wilson is like a beautiful like acknowledgement of like how much athletic first round quarterback like rookies like buy themselves time with their legs because he can do it and is just not mm-hmm, he's just mm-hmm. not doing that at all and it makes him look so much worse yeah because I feel like if he just ran for a first down four more times a game than he's doing right now we'd have an entirely different opinion of him it's a good point. But the dude has no idea where he is in the pocket, so he's constantly running into, like, dudes. Like, he's trying to back out of the pocket, and he's getting sacked by a guy that was blocked out of the play. Like, he's doing a lot of shit. Like, like I that. said, man, with him, I've never seen it look more like men against a boy. He he looks like he should be in high school, man. It, it, crazy. Well, they, they had a chance to win that game, and he just missed a wide-open Corey Davis. Just mm. missed him to, 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 to get a chance to tie that game up. And it's like, I, he was just standing there. He's an open guy. It's like throwing it in a basket or throwing it through like a, you know how people like hang tires from trees and they throw the football through it? Like that's all he had to do. Well, not even that. Because Corey Davis has no. got a way bigger radius than that tire. But no, yep. I, I know what you're saying. So they call him Corey the Tire Davis. <laughs> Speaking of dudes at the catch race of a tire, welcome to welcome to the league, Kyle Pitts. Yeah, like break, that breakout game, I think, man. Get used to seeing this is going to happen. Yep, he's fast and can catch the ball. So, no breaking news, he's good. Yep. Uh, just just like Cordero Patterson, same level of good actually. Uh, <laughs> Except Cordero Patterson's more seasoned, so you'd rather have him. I can't wait for at the end of the year him to go. Okay, now pay me. And it's going to happen. It, it's going yep. to happen. And the Falcons are going to do it because yep. they got nothing else going on. They got like, oh no, we need to save that money so we can resign Tajay Sharp. I guess that's like not. They're going to give them way more money, and they're going to stay in the same cap hell that they're in right yep. now. So, brutal. You should do it. You should do what Cody did and just trade him for a bunch of picks. <laughs> you should. You should. Now you should do it now. Yeah. So you can stop winning games. <laughs> stop beating the Jets. <laughs> no, no trade that you can do is going to happen. You can trade Matt Ryan for like a bowl of tripe and then start the tripe. You're still going to beat the Jets. Yeah. You're still going to beat the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the end of Waterboy where that team they're playing just kneeled every every time? <laughs> you could do that. And still beat the Jets. <laughs> and still beat the Jets. Hey, Lou. Maybe we could talk about the, the Bills fucking molly whopping the Chiefs if you wanted to. But. Yeah, that's probably the last one because that actually has... I mean, uh, well, well, we should mention it. I don't have much to say. I mean, the Bills mm-hmm. are really good and the Chiefs are struggling. That's, that's literally the whole narrative. Yeah, I mean, it kind of feels like the Chiefs... Like, it feels like the Bills year in a weird way, or it would feel like the Bills year if the Chargers weren't also hanging around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it, it definitely feels like the Bills. Like I, I said, that was the narrative coming into this year too, where it's like they almost got there last year. There's a thing of Stephon Diggs watching the confetti fall. It's like okay, now it's our time. Yada yada. We had the we had the journey. We 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 lost to the Raptors in six, and now it's our turn to go do the mm-hmm. you know to do the thing. Um, and it's weird how I feel like every time a team elevates. From a team that loses that uh, a championship game to a team that goes to Super Bowl, they always like sign an Emmanuel Sanders. Like that's always like one of the things that happens is they just get this weird salty guy in there that just ends up being huge and pulling everything together. So like I, I mean he's 
he's like scoring like a t- like a, a tall tight end score. It's like he's just all touchdown every time. He uh, it sucks because he's he's playing better than John Brown. Yeah, he is, but he's doing it in a different way. I mean, for sure, than, for yeah, sure, yeah, than John Brown. John Brown's still unemployed. I can't believe it. We've talked about that before, so he's got to yeah. be slow now. That's the only explanation. I mean, if, if you're uh, and if you're diagnosing the Chiefs, like with what disease do they have? Like what? No defense disease, no DD. I don't. I don't know, man. They, their defense is just can't stop anybody. Uh, they do. They have what's called Dom Capers disease, <laughs> where you win Te- a Super Bowl. Dom, man. Yep, you win a Super Bowl with a bad defensive coordinator, or a defense that played good for some reason that no one can quite figure out, and now you're stuck with that dude because he won a Super Bowl with him. Yep. It's a, and the dude can't. Uh, Spagnola can't coordinate his way out of a fucking wet paper bag and that defense is too good to play this bad yeah yeah i think so too Too. you you got chris jones and honey badger and you have really exciting young linebackers like like they gotta he's a sacrificial goat like you have to get get (laughs) because i don't i don't think it's anything to do with the predict uh predictability of the offense or anything like that because you can't. I don't care if you know that shit's coming. You can't. You can't stop them when they're like really rolling, man. You can't guard Travis Kelsey. You can't guard Tyreek. You, you can guard one of them. You can't guard all the options, man. And now that they got, you know, just a guy for Josh Gordon to catch one to two balls a game is a big deal. Like that, that team will bounce back. They're they're too good. The defense won't be great this year, but they'll be good enough. Okay. I. I, I that has to happen. Like I. I do think there is. Your point is right, you, you can't stop them, but if you constantly have you on, on your heels because you're outscoring them and your defense can't stop anyone and you're only on the play, you get like seven possessions a game or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's that that's going to be an issue. The, the, the narrative that I keep, again, I'm trying to fucking limit my media intake, but this one was on today while I was eating lunch and I'm like, I, I didn't give it too much thought because it's just... The, the, the assumptions people can make in five weeks, man, is just unbelievable, where five weeks can literally just promote people or demote them in five weeks. So now all that I'm hearing about is how Josh Allen and Justin Herbert are just as good as Patrick Mahomes. Nope. They're not. I agree. They're, they're, their teams are better right now. Right. That's that's yeah. the thing that the teams are better. That that doesn't mean that they are better. And don't give – we both love Josh Allen. We both love Justin Herbert. Um mm-hmm. uh, I'm not taking anything, but they're not Patrick Mahomes. They're a tier below, sure, but they're not in the same the same tier. No, nope. yeah, like Patrick Mahomes is the guy you see like three or four times in your lifetime. Like it's not, yeah. yeah, like yeah, it's so yeah. Don't like I said, yeah, don't. It's five weeks. Like don't change. Exa- that's my whole point. That's my whole point. Don't make those crazy it, assumptions just because of five weeks, man. Dude, I and I'm also so glad that you went on that rant last week because like that is something that. In, like, outside of my sports life, I'm, like, super sensitive about, like, what you put in your brain. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I'm just, like, it's the same thing, like, what you eat, what you put in yeah, your brain. Yeah, yeah. Like you, don't, you, don't, you don't go outside and it's like, oh, someone hit that woodchuck on the side of the road. I'm going to eat it right, and put it in my right, body. Right. Like, no, and you don't do the same thing with media. No. You, you, you don't go fucking put a bunch of Alex Jones in your fucking brain because it's bad for yep. you. And uh, I guess I never like, equated that to sports. And you said that, I'm like... I'm going to unsubscribe to a bunch of podcasts. And yeah, it's, it's all bullshit fluff, man. Yeah. yeah, it's just a bunch of idiots yelling. And, uh, it's and like, they want you to believe what they believe because of hmm. something they, they think. And it, most of us, like, just like this conversation I just brought up, man. They, they want to convince me that Patrick Mahomes is, is a tier below where he is. And it's like, he's not. No. And it's the only screaming idiots on the internet you should listen to is us. And every everyone else... But no. that's the difference, though. We have the statistical. We've done the measurables. We've done the calculations. Mm-hmm. We've put in the man hours. That's what people yes, pay for, and that's what separates us from the rest. Again, hand size. Where's my money? Off. Yes. <laughs> I now that I got you on here, man. We're, where the we're, we're we're getting killed by the overhead right now is the issue. So <laughs> basically, everything coming in, it's going right out. Using a lot so of you, using a lot of business terms, I don't understand. So I'm gonna you, take it for for being true. So I'll leave. I just need you to trust the process, <laughs> okay? 
Every time someone said that, it's led to prosperity. So just just trust the process. Or championships. We're going to get that. Okay. We're going to get that, okay? I'll trust the process. Video editing is an extremely expensive process. There's a lot of overhead goes into Money time. in, money out. It's a lot money of... Money in, money mo- out. I, I have a lot of unpaid interns that I need to manage. That's The management costs are, are through the roof. <laughs> a lot of billable hours in that end. Well, ladies and gentlemen, hot boys and girls, it's very good to be back, even though I'm very tired. And I did very much enjoy editing Clark's solo show and sitting in front of my computer in front of the editing bay trying to yell to him, even though I wasn't on the podcast and he wasn't actually talking to me. But... um. <laughs> well until next week what you can do is you can go ahead and follow us on facebook and Say this it. week i i was able to re-secure control of the football hot boys twitter so my reign of terror has begun on there so go ahead fb underscore hot boys go ahead and follow us on there it's gonna be a good time it's gonna be weird um also you know we've been putting out the show for a while we got a little we're starting to interact with people and stuff and uh we feel like the show is ready to grow but ultimately that's not up to us it's going to be up to you guys. If you think we're putting out a product that you think deserves to grow, then it's going to be up to the audience to you know, get out there and tell people about it and share it on your feeds and tell people to subscribe and, and you know, get us out there. So we leave it up to you guys. If you think we deserve to grow, then, then help us grow. And, uh, and yeah, follow us on the socials. And uh, until next week, stay healthy, boys and girls. Peace.